Electric boogie woogie woogie. Mike can't live without it. I can't. I cannot live without it. It's electric it boogie electric. woogie woogie. Dude, when did you find out that that was about a vibrator? I in my twenties. Really? See, I don't think I, I found it out that early. I, I honestly think I was older than that. It was like I, I'm not talking like early twenties. I might have been like late twenties at a at a wedding drunk, and someone was like, "Is this about a vibrator?" I'm like. <laughs> Start and I'm still start doing the dance. Like, yeah, I think it is. I'm still kind of skeptical though, Mike, because I do. Um, I, I went back and listened to it, and I am. And there's some parts that could definitely be a vibrator, but yeah. there's other parts that, that don't really make sense as well. So I don't know. I don't know if the electric you slide is. I'm, a... I'm going with it. I am going with it, and because I, I think it's just, you know what? I, I think it's great. I hope it is because everyone at a wedding, you know, is well, a wedding. About... I remember being in like the school, school dances. Dance. Yeah, yeah. You know? And the kids were doing the electric. I mean, I was I was against the wall sitting there, you know, like a like a dork. But I was at home all alone and lonely, <laughs> playing with your electric slide. Oh, well, I, I was playing with my. Electric Good morning, slide. everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. This is episode four hundred and eighty-seven. Oh my lord! Of the two dumb yinzers, everybody four hundred eighty-seven. Mike, I, I you know. Wow, 487, just 13 short episodes oh, away. It's, it's looking it's, it's looking as the big day is going to be the day after the Super Bowl. What a week that's going to be, everybody. That's great. That's going to be an awesome week. Episode 500, the big 500. Um, you know you know what's not going to be awesome about that week? I originally, at my work schedule was, I was going to be off Monday. I was like, oh, yeah, baby, I can work, get party for the Super Bowl. And it turns out no, we had to do oh, some man. rearranging. You know, it's you know, it's for you know, a legit reason. You know, so no, like, there's no legit reason. What is more important than the 500th episode of the two dumb yenzers? And being heard. able to watch the Super Bowl tonight. Yeah, know, what, what, know, what 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 are we dealing with, and how do how do yeah, I eliminate I, I, this I, I, problem? Well, if you can get someone into surgery a couple of days early, I could kill them beforehand. Uh no. Nah. My, my, it's, it's my co-worker my peer my quasi bosses you know um wife is having surgery and i kind of like this guy so you know i can have her knocked off uh yes <laughs> i'll run anyway. it by him i'll run it by, yeah, run it by him see if that, see if that flies because <laughs> i you know that is the big the biggest show yet everybody 500 mike I'm like, still... i'll be here but i'll be angry because i had to go to work for like four yeah, I gotta. We're gonna have to put some. We're, we're putting some plans together. We're gonna try to do some some fun things that week throughout the week. We'll make it a whole deal. Um, so you you work on that on your end. You just let me know. I, I you know it's it's out let of me, my hands. Let me know if I have to go get my uh, OJ gloves and um throw snowballs at these people. Whatever, whatever it takes. <laughs> throw snowballs. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> How are you today, man? I'm doing great, you know. Uh, I'm feeling a lot better than I than I have been recently. I, I'm ready to go. Babe. I'm ready to. Well, I'm I ready do to do the show. Well, Derpy, he was here, and then he wasn't, and then he's texting me saying that he crashed on his end, and he's hooking up. Up oh, there, he goes. I I see him. I see him trying to log in now. 
Derpy, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Derpy, Derpy, are you here? Can you hear me? I am me? here. Do you need my assistance? No. Uh, you, you missed a whole bunch so far. <laughs> We've already talked about vibrators. We talked about um, um, putting a hit out on somebody. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been an eventful like three minutes. It's been eventful. <laughs> it has been an eventful three minutes. But Derpy, this is episode 487. We have just 13, 13 more shows to the big 500. As I told Mike, it looks like it's going to be the day after the Super Bowl, so it's going to be a big event week. We're going to uh, have the Super Bowl on Sunday, then the show, the 500th show will be on Monday, and then throughout that week, we're going to do some things, have some different people on, and it's going to be a blast, so get ready for that, Derby. Mark, mark, it, on your, mark it on, a, on your calendar, and I swear, if you, have calendar. To, if you have to go get the any day kind of, after the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. And if you have to go get any kind of surgery or anything in the meantime, try to um, <laughs> make, sure, make sure it's a complete emergency. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if we're celebrating our 500th episode while Lamar Jackson is hoisting up the Vince Lombardi trophy? Oh, God, no. It's going to be Detroit, guys. I, I don't don't. It's going to be Detroit. It's going to be Brock Purdy. Mm -mm, no. Up there. It's going to be uh, Taylor Swift and Eminem. You know, uh, see, now that, see, you know, if the NFL was smart, if it really was scripted, it would be KC versus Detroit. And then the halftime show would be Eminem and Taylor Swift concert. Like, I'd be yeah, okay with that. That would be, you know, come on, screenwriters. I am sober and I came up with this. I know you guys have much better recreational um, pharmaceuticals than I can get a hold of. You should have thought about this from day one. I don't know what you're missing out. Uh, guys, if it's any indication on what kind of year it's going to be as far as numbers on the Super Bowl, the uh, AFC divisional round game between the Bills and the Chiefs was the most Oops. watched divisional divisional round game in NFL history with 50.39 50.39 million viewers in that game. I think this year is going to be huge as far as the Super Bowl. But as I said, get it in because it seems like the uh, Netflix and all these other streaming uh, app channels are taking over Monday Night Raw, as we mentioned yesterday, is going to be going to um netflix in january so it's not gonna be long there's so much money to be made in this and everybody's gonna it's gonna be a copycat deal where yep. you know what the super bowl has so much money that could possibly possibly be made by putting it on one of these streaming channels so as i said enjoy it now because it's gonna be it's gonna get to the point you know what yeah. mike I, I think it could be as early as next year nobody it, said it but, but look it at the way surprise me right because monday night raw still after all these years packs those stadiums they still yeah, got gazillion viewers. I don't know how many they do, but they're doing really well. And if that's any indication, you know, a, a lot of people is going to be willing to pay that or have that service service to watch Monday Night Raw. I, I promise you, if not next year, it's going to be the following year. Super yeah. Bowl will be on, on a pay per view kind of a base. And I, I don't know if I care for this, but it is where we're at nowadays, guys. Yeah, it sucks. And you know what? <sighs> Some of the, like these streaming services I already subscribe to, so it's, you know it's, I'm already paying it, so it's not an extra cost to me. But you know, the people who don't have Peacock, don't have whatever CBS has, don't have whatever the streaming service like Fox has, so you know you have to go out, and, out of your way and spend money for it. You know this, you know NFL, and it should be on broadcast TV. It's always been that way, but you got to chase the almighty dollar, and you know you have to you know wwe is now setting the precedent and now that's going to be the industry standard okay they're doing it 
not just for their main events, their main pay-per-views, but for their weekly yeah, Exactly. So we're well, okay, we're gonna hop onto that at least for the for the Super Bowl. All eyes on it. That's a worldwide audience. And and if you think about it, the next natural step would only be to eventually wrap their games up throughout the season you, you yeah. know what i'm saying this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for the broadcasting uh, companies because look look at the situations being made look at the money that's being made hey we're going to turn we're going to put raw on netflix everybody is going to do it again this is a, a major successful company the wwe is so you know as i said you, you could kind of follow the dollar you can usually you can yeah. usually find a lot of your answers in life by following the dollar and i think that's what you're getting here again i don't give it that long for the super bowl and after that you know what i mean we already watch uh playoff games and, and other things on on these channels mike it won't surprise me at some point that it's going to be the entire nfl season which yeah. people might say which is bullshit but on the other hand it, it, it's where the dollar is going you have to if you yeah. follow the dollar you're going to find that answer because you know the game, they already have the game streaming on on there. You can, you know, if I'm watching at my house and I don't want to be downstairs watching the game on the TV down there, I'll be up in my room just chillax and I'll turn on the Xbox and fire the Peacock app and boom, watch the game or whatever network I'm on. So they're already there, but like you said, it's only a matter of time before it's just exclusively on there. Because, you know, you're going to get their advertising dollars anyway. There's going to be commercials on there as well, so they're not going to lose any money that way. Well, you know what else? The fact that the the, the, the transfer from the uh, corded phone to the the cordless phone to the cell phone <laughs> to the fact that everyone lives off their phone, if yeah. that's any indication on the way that, you know, they're going to cut cable, it's going to, you know, cable is going to be a thing of the past. Everyone's going to be like, ah, I'm not doing this. This is stupid as everybody did when the cell phones came around and now everybody can't live without their cell phone. It, it's a pro it's, it's a process and it's going to take time, mm -hmm. but I guarantee the regular cable as we know, it's going to be done before you know it. And, and it's all going to be simplified. And, and as I said, you know, how many people when the cell phone thing was taken off, oh, I don't want one of them, especially older people. But yeah. now you can find many older people in your life who do nothing but mess around on their phone. So, you know, it's just a matter of time, guys. Again, you, you follow the dollar, you can answer pretty much any question in life. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I'm like I said, you know, I already have all these streaming services anyway. So to me, it, it's no big deal. But for people who don't have it, you know, it's gonna it's gonna suck for them because that's an added expense they have to have. But again, you know, I mean, it, it's gonna it's it's gonna do something like yeah. like 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 apps and, and things like this. Where at the beginning, everyone's gonna be like, "Dude, I am not. I'm done with football." That's what See, people I, like, say. I want to be able to like. How I'm not gonna watch any more football if nfl wants me to watch they're gonna do it on regular tv yeah. but again that's where the cell phone started and there's yeah. not a person you know that doesn't have one in the, you know on them or around them at this very moment yeah okay and i think like the nfl they have a thing too where like you pay, you can pay to where i think you can get access to all the games and you also get the access to the all 22 right, but right. i think it's like 100 bucks a season not for like you know film heads and just like junkies you know people are all over that and that's what i'm gonna do too so that way you know I can sit there and watch every game at my own. At my and own what are you going like, to do, Mike? For, like for the average fan who just wants to come home and sit down on the couch and watch watch the game on a Sunday. Have what are you going to do when that's all there is? When that's all there is? Yeah. Like, what are you, you going to be the person that has a rotary phone right now? I will have my bunny ears. I will have my bunny ears on my TV. You see what I'm saying? My janky satellite. It doesn't matter what people say. say, what people think. What oh, people, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. It's going to yeah. happen. It, it's they're yeah, going to do it. You know, the NFL right now, you know, it's king, man. And people are still, you know, like you said, man, 
the most popular what divisional round in NFL history. And all that for a wide right. <laughs> all that for a Patrick Mahomes masterclass therapy. <laughs> And another Bills choke. Who who doesn't like to watch the Bills choke? It, it, it's great. It's I epic. enjoy it. I love. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, guys, the Chiefs signed Anthony Miller, former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, to a reserve future deal. Um, Anthony Miller, Mike. He uh, was he any good? I don't even remember. No, uh, uh, no. He maybe had like a couple preseason games where he kind of like oh, but now he's he's one of those guys that's just gonna be bouncing around forever. Yeah. Um, what else? We got the the Pittsburgh Steeler news. Mike today or yesterday, Mike Munchak, uh, I found out was open to returning to select locations. Of course, the former Steelers offensive line guru, mm-hmm. Mike Munchak. Mike, I, he ever since he left, Steeler fans have been pining for him to come back. I, you think you know, we're he, one he of the, would, you think we're he, one of the select locations? We we could be. Well, we could be. He liked his time here from everything that I, I've read. But, you know, he went out west, I think, to be what with your grandkids. They were, you know, younger, were going to college. So he wanted to be closer to them. And then, then he was coached with, what, the Tennessee Titans. Then he got fired. And then he just stepped away from the game. Now, like, he's, you know, saying he's ready to come back. But select locations. And one of the places that they're talking about is Tennessee. And Pittsburgh's being rumored in there as well. But he, he will always be rumored to Pittsburgh because he, you know, apparently had great success here. But, you know, when you have Le'Veon Bell as your running back and Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback, you don't need a, you don't need a stellar offensive line. But he is a great <laughs> offensive line coach. And I think he would he would help someone like Roger Jones accelerate his growth. Pat Myers, who we have now, our line has gotten better every year as the season has gone on. You know, we've changed the lines, big components of the line the past two years. Well, you know, he's turned Dan Moore into a serviceable left tackle. Not a great left tackle, but serviceable. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury also, guys, uh, will be by to talk. I don't know if he's came by or he's coming by to talk yeah. to the Pittsburgh Steelers about their that. open offensive coordinator position. He's also interviewing with Philadelphia. Of course, they just clean house. They're looking for a bunch of coaches, too. Uh, Mike, Cliff Kingsbury. Um. As a coordinator, yeah, I, I wouldn't want him as a head coach. We saw, like, when he was down there with Arizona, you know, but him and Kyler Murray, they had pretty good offenses down there. It, just from what I remembered, I didn't I do my due diligence. They dig down deep into how, you know, their numbers-wise were, but they had pretty good offense, pretty good records down there, but, you know, they kind of choked in the playoffs. So he, he'd fit right in. He'd fit well, right in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, but, I mean, it's, it's but the Cardinals. But it's somebody who has, like, a, you know – his offenses, you know, they weren't behind the times. They're always, like, with the times. So, you know, I, I think it's another good interview. Um, I, I might want someone from, like, the McVay coaching staff, but I want to be I want to be upset if he became offensive. It's always hard to – it's always hard to, you know, look at coaches that coach bad teams and, and yeah. say, well, look what they did here and look what they did there. I mean, there's just teams that are, that are just traditionally bad. You know, yeah. Arizona with the – exception of one maybe two seasons that I, that I that I could remember my whole entire life was anyway you know was a competitive team you know was this the case of every single coach that coached there being a bad coach yeah or is this the case of it's just a it's just a, not a successful organization and it's hard to coach there so that you know that those kind of things are difficult and a lot of you know a lot of these guys you see coming up they're they're guys that were part of yeah. failed coaching staffs failed coaching yeah. staffs in Carolina failed coaching staffs in Washington and you know it, it's really hard yeah 
like like a guy like Ron Rivera, a guy that was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, that's always been a you know a pretty bad organization, and you know everywhere he's coached has always been bad. So is it Ron Rivera is just a bad coach, or is he just you know taking these jobs and getting these jobs in places that are very difficult to coach for whatever reason? Again, they're just traditionally bad. There's nothing that anybody's yeah. been able to do through the course of my life that's ever been able to change that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like in Arizona, he, his first year they were like five, ten, and one. Second year, eight and eight, nice little turnaround. Then they went eleven and six, and then they crapped the bed in the playoffs. And then that last year, there the, the wheels just fell off the, the wagon in 2022. They went four and thirteen. So he, you know, started off bad, improved, improved, and then tanked. But, you know, like you said, those are some bad teams in Arizona. So that's why it's so it's so hard to tell. It's so hard to to figure that out, uh, you know, and, and you get guys that are thrown in the good, good franchises yeah. and it makes them look a lot better than what they are. So, you know, it, it's so hard to tell with coaching sometime, um, especially from the outsiders perspective you know yeah. guys like us people that that watch the game people that you know that aren't in the uh meetings people that aren't, aren't in the front office people mm-hmm. that are you know i mean these people know the real deal they know you know people within the system that they talk to so it, it's hard from the outside to really tell about guys like this but uh we one thing that we do know for sure guys is we do have to bring in an offensive coordinator at some yeah. point between now and, and next season mm-hmm. um you know there's still a lot of names moving around there's still a lot of faces that are brought up there's still you know people are so it's going to be interesting it's going to be crazy yeah. and it's going to fall into that category mike of something that's going to be extremely interesting to follow from here yeah until time uh the preseason comes around and uh again with the draft free agency hiring these coaches a lot a lot of pittsburgh Steelers news to be happening here Ooh, over the off season yeah, yeah and uh, more pittsburgh Steelers news the better because i you know might Mike loves talking about the Steelers. I love talking about the Steelers. But so, no, um, I saw a comment from your from your buddy on the radio station. He was like, "Oh, the Steelers were—they're going to interview all these guys, and then they'll hire whoever doesn't get hired by the rest of the opening. So they'll hire some bum." Who? <laughs> your your buddy, the Blob. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. He was like, "All oh, all the good ones, the Steelers are going to let all the good ones get hired, and then they'll hire Byron Leftwich." Yeah. I heard they. I heard they're not interested at all in him. Yeah, that's that's what I heard too. Like everyone in Lord's Nation's like, no. Uh, unless he's bringing it. back, unless he's bringing along Tom Brady with him, and Tom Brady, you know, went to a time machine. Then yeah, Joey Porter guys has been named to the PFWA Writers All Rookie Team. Guys, Joey Porter. Yeah. Um. Well deserved. You well know, deserved. I'd like to get somebody that, you know, opposite side of him, somebody that that's a real kind of a hawk cornerback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Joey's only got two interceptions in his last five seasons of, of organized football. <laughs> I, I, you know and, what I mean? And, but like, you notice that like they're, they're not going through his hands. He's, you know, not letting the receiver catch the ball, but I get what you're saying. I don't want another Ike Taylor. Uh, yeah. And, you know, there's, I mean, there's nothing bad about Ike Taylor. It's good, you know, to have a guy that, you know, that was yeah. good like that. Shut but at some point, you at want some to point, be able to pick a pick. yeah, I mean, there's picks and it's becoming a passing league and interceptions are just yeah. a part of the game. But, uh, you know, I, don't get me wrong, Joey Porter, congratulations on being named to the PFWA Writers All-Rookie Team. Also, guys, uh, TJ Watt named the AFC Defensive Player of the Year for the third time. Uh, this first happened in 2020, then again in 2021, and then also this year. Um, and then he'll lose to Miles Garrett. And then he'll lose to Miles Garrett, who's also <laughs> or, in the AFC. Yeah. 
make it make sense. Make it make sense. You know, exactly. And, and that's what's going to happen. You yeah. know it's going to happen. Yeah. It, it makes it makes zero sense. I You know, it's what, two different, you know, voting polls of writers and stuff. But, you know. Like, when do they do that? When's the... Uh... Uh, there's the award ceremony after the uh, Super Bowl, I think, or Super after. Bowl week or some shit like that. Yeah, but, you know, you already got like people like uh, Peter King saying he already voted. He had uh, T.J. Watt at third in third place based off of like PFF stats. Yeah, yeah, there really? we go. Like, there come is. on now, like they have like good advanced analytics that teams use, but they don't look at them for their grades. They don't look them out of their pass rush rate and all that stuff. It's like getting life advice from reading the comics. Exactly. You know what I mean? Hey, hey. I, I know, I know. You, know. you can base your life around Ziggy, but you know what? Yeah, that's gonna you. help us here. Thank you. I, I couldn't think of a good comic. Uh, TJ, what also present? Uh, it gave an Army vet a Super Bowl trip. Guys, a Super Bowl trip was presented by TJ Watt. Uh, pretty that's nice awesome. gesture. So, so what you need to tell me is TJ Watt hates the Space Force. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the well, no, I saw that. Good job, TJ. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Good for him. Could have given uh, me the ticket, you know. We are going to do. We are going to do today, our guys, our final <laughs> grades of the season for the Steelers. Of course, you notice we haven't done the grades. We didn't do them for the last game of the yeah. year. The reason for that was because, well, I was disgusted after the Buffalo no, game. No, no, we did. We were re-rated them, didn't we? No, we didn't. Re we didn't no. rate the uh, team after the game. No. So today, what we're going to do? We're going to go in and we're going to grade the season and what you guys think and how it played out throughout the year through all the positions, like we do every week. Uh, just a couple other notes yeah. and things I do want to hit on first, guys. Um, one side note in the NFL, this one's kind of caught my attention while we're talking bills. Vaughn Miller was paid $14.9 million this season. He finished with zero sacks and five tackles in the 14 games he played. <laughs> that equals $2.98 million a tackle is what he made this year. Three million bucks to make five tackles. Is that counting the tackle he put on his uh, wife, girlfriend, significant other, whatever she was? Yeah, more than likely, but listen yeah. to that. You, you got to factor that into there as well. Zero sacks, Thanks. five tackles, made fifteen he, million dollars. He fucking fell off big time this year. What? What's his deal? What? I mean, he played fourteen games. It wasn't like he was he was hurt or what? what what's? Well, I mean, compared he, to the guy that I see playing the Super Bowl for Denver, that's that's a totally different yeah. player. Yeah, he was hurt, and then all the off field issues too. So he like, I think he dressed for the games, but really didn't play a whole. He had that those big off field issue that kind of marred his season and then injuries and then just you know, he's been in the league for for a long time now and he's finally caught up with him. Uh next year's Super Bowl logo was revealed. I don't know if anybody's Ooh. seen this. Uh, uh I don't know. Pull it up real quick if you can, Mike. I, I Oh, okay. I wasn't ready. I, I I can't even think of what it was. It was it's more like a it is it is it in New Orleans the Super Bowl next year by any chance? Does anybody know? It almost seemed Mardi Gras-ish. There was kind of like gold in there and uh, green and purple. And I, I don't know. If you can pull it up, take a moment to check it out. But that was the, uh, the of course, the controversy going on this year with a lot of people were saying. Yeah, it is in New Orleans. People were saying because of the two colors involved, that is dictating and, and who, and they already know and scripted who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year. There's a lot of purple. There's a lot of red. And right now we're stuck with a couple of red teams and a blue and a purple team. So, I mean, uh, it, it falls under the narrative. It's hard to to prove or disprove one way or the other. But the new logo is out. Uh, new Orleans, as Mike said, what are the colors in that, Mike? 
Uh, they are. If I have the official one, I think I just now downloaded it. One second here. We'll pop it up. There it goes, Derpy. Can you see that? No, it's on the side. Put it right in front of your face, Mike. Is this it right here? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I was trying to move it over. This there is what I found. So we, it looks like we're going to have the... Uh, oh, we can have Baltimore against the Eagles. We have the oh, Vikings be... against the Vikings be... and Jets. Yeah, Vikings and Jets. I'm sure that'll be it. Well, as bizarre as this season was, we maybe can, I'm not. Battle, it, might, it might be you possible. You the battle of the Achilles uh, heel injuries because if Kirk Cousins resigns with the, the Vikings, Aaron Cousins Rogers. versus Aaron Rodgers, baby. The Achilles Bull. The Achilles Unvax Bull, because you know they were both against the back, you know. Oh, well, against, it was Kirk Cousins Kirk, up against the two? Yeah, he won't, but not as much as like Aaron Rodgers was. Aaron, I think Kurt was like, Yeah, I'm just not gonna get it. And people were like, eh, Okay, you need to go, <laughs> you know, yeah, rate and rate. So, you know, so there you go, guys. There's the there's next year's Super Bowl logo. Do what you want with that, but uh, only time will tell. Yeah, so that's you know, I, I'm right now. I'm calling uh, Vikings Jets. <laughs> I, I think we're probably better off with the Ravens and the Eagles. But you know so. what? Who knows? Uh, and and what a crappy Super Bowl that would be. I mean, the town, the cities are literally about I don't know, fifty feet from one another. I, I do not want to see a Baltimore and Philadelphia Super Bowl. That would be uh, that would be kind of cool though. I, I'd watch that one. Yeah, of course you would, you butthole. Yeah. Um, I would much sooner. I, I would definitely like the Jets and Vikings. But hey, there it is, guys. There was your logo for the Super Bowl for next year. That will be Super Bowl Fifty Nine. Super Bowl Fifty Nine, guys. I do want to talk about these uh, games going down this weekend: Kansas City at Baltimore, Detroit at San Francisco. Uh, Mike, there's you know only X amount of possibilities. These are the four teams that are left. Mm-hmm. Only two of these teams will be in the Super Bowl. Only one of these teams will be the Super Bowl champion. Um. Give me your one through four on what you think has potential to to be the Super Bowl champion, you know, one being the best and four being the worst. How do you rank these four teams with the four teams that are remaining? Uh, I'm going Baltimore. Um, Just the the way that defense was flying around last week, that's a defense that's feeling it, and that's a defense that can just, you know, they don't even need Lamar. They can just win that on their own. They can get, you know, Trent Dilfer in there and win another Super Bowl. Uh, then I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with San Francisco because again I think they have a really good defense and we we're seeing what that offense can do. Um, three, it's gonna, you know Kansas City. You know it's strange to have them at third, but you know it's that receiving core and any at any moment they can just stop catching passes like they have all year. It won't be Mahomes or the defense that will let them down. It's gonna be that receiving core, and then I have the Lions at four. I. Overall, they're they're a solid team, but the offense really doesn't blow you away. The defense really doesn't blow you away, but they make plays to win the game. And I think any four of the teams can win, but that's my word. Therapy, what about you? What's your one through four on these remaining teams uh, between Kansas City, Baltimore, Detroit, and San Francisco? Uh, who do you think is the the um, who in your mind is the best team of these four teams? I mean, of course, you have four pretty damn good teams. <laughs> one team yeah. you have. Patrick Mahomes, who seems to do all the right things at the right moments. Uh, Baltimore, who right now seems to be the, the best team in the league, the defense, Lamar Jackson. 
San Francisco has been one of the strongest teams all season. And Detroit, Detroit is this solid team that, that, that they're on this emotional high. You can't you can't discredit a team that's uh, on the on the path that Detroit is on. Derpy, who do you like? Who's who's the best team in this of this pack? Um, the 49ers. 49ers. I would go 49ers one because they have so many weapons. Is uh, Debo playing? I don't think so. Uh, last I'm not I sure. saw, last I saw, he was. Um, they they said he was fifty fifty whether he's going to play. Does that does that alter any of you guys's um, positioning, Mike? Does that move San Francisco up or down with you if Debo Samuel plays and Derpy? Same with you. Does it affect your? Um... No. No. Yeah, okay. it doesn't affect me as well. Uh, or it doesn't affect my rankings either. Okay. All right, good, Derby. The first team you think is the strongest right now is San Francisco going into championship weekend. Who's the second best team? I'm actually going to take the Chiefs because they have Patty Mahomes. Okay. Regardless of how he's how his uh, team has performed with him. All right. Number three would be the Ravens, and number four would be the Lions. You know, the lines keep falling to the bottom of everyone's list. But I'm like, but it's like you know, but counting them out, it might motivate them. You never know. I don't know. I I think any any four team could win, but you know, someone has to be first. Someone has to be last in the rankings right now. You're and right. the thing about Detroit, I mean, realistically, in the big picture, you know, who knows if they're ever going to be back in this position ever again. Yes, they're good. It appears that they're doing great things with this franchise, turning things around, making this team competitive. But the fact of the matter is they're never a good team. They, they're a history, they have a history of being a bad team. You know, what, what if this is their window? What if they, uh, you know, they don't get where they want to be this year? And, and that's it for Detroit. Maybe, you know, because they are Detroit, their window is only open so much. I uh, you know so I I don't know because I, two years ago Mike we went on about this Detroit mm-hmm. and they were building it and then last year they didn't have a good season so yeah you know as is you know much of a difference that that is is one season look how good they are this year compared yeah. to last year so Detroit they're they're really tricky for me it almost feels like it's almost like you you have to win because yeah. you just don't know if you're ever going to be back and I think yeah. maybe that's the way the people in Detroit feel a lot of people are feeling confident right now but I think <laughs> deep down inside. Deep down inside, they're thinking, you know, come on, guys, we're here. Let's 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 win this thing because it's very difficult to get yeah. to that point. And if anybody yeah. could uh, uh, attest to that, it's Detroit Lions fans. Yeah, and yeah, I think they have like one of the top five teams in cap space going into the off season. So theoretically, the window wouldn't be closed to be able to add to the team. They have a lot of guys on rookie contracts, but you know, getting to this far, getting to the, you know. There's no guarantee you can make it back. You know, I asked the Steelers, man. You, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's, you know, that's the window I'm talking hard. about. Yeah. This isn't a team built like, you know, like like New England was or like Kansas City. They don't have that guy at quarterback. They got a good guy at quarterback, but they don't have the guy. And it's, you know, it's going to be hard to get here. You have to capitalize on this moment. And maybe, maybe, you know, Detroit is channeling what the 08 Steelers or the 06 Steelers, you know, that, that, Team that oh, everyone yeah. says shouldn't be in there, but then runs. The That's table. the vibe I'm getting from these guys. Yeah. This this is the team that I'm taking to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm saying Kansas City is my one because of Patrick Mahomes because he always finds a way to get it done. Because uh, to this point, he's never really choked. There's been games yeah. that he didn't win the Super Bowl. There's been games he didn't get to the Super Bowl, but he doesn't choke a lot yeah. more than he does choke. In these yeah. other situations, San Francisco, you know, they they found a way to choke since 1995. Yeah. 
Baltimore, I, I just the, Baltimore, they're, they're they're a team that's a lot like Pittsburgh. They could look like the best team, and they could have the you know a great game like they had last week, Mike. But they could come out any week and that's play and, and play AFC North football, yeah. and that <laughs> style of football. That, yeah. Doesn't match up with who it is that we're playing against. And what happens sometimes is we lose games because it's not because we're not good. It's just because our style doesn't match up. And you know what? That happened for two decades against this New England Patriots team that we just Mm -hmm. dealt with for 20 20 fucking years. Yeah. We just didn't match up well with that team. How many of those years were we good? Pretty much all of them. We had a Hall of Fame quarterback. We had great players. There's just teams you don't match up well against. That's what scares me about the Baltimore Ravens because the AFC North is a certain style. Yep. And that's why teams yep. build their team to be like the AFC North teams when you're in the division because you want to compete in that division. But then you have to go beyond that if you want to be a, a playoff team because now you have to play teams outside of your division. I'm telling you, AFC team, AFC North teams are always tricky, guys. They're, that This is one of the most deceiving um this is a very good point of what I'm trying to make because, as I said again, I think Baltimore's playing the best right now. Mm-hmm. You could all say the defense looked amazing. Uh, the offense is two things. They had a week to prepare for the team that they just played. They got to sit back at home, prepare, study, strategize, watch this team play a, a pretty good Cleveland Browns team in the first round. And the other thing uh, is that the Baltimore Ravens could run into a roadblock at any point just because of that AFC North factor. So I I don't hold them at the top of my list. I got Kansas City at the top because, again, they are the team that chokes less than everybody else. Um, Detroit, I have, is winning my Super Bowl, but I don't have them second on my list. Um, KC first, San Francisco second, Detroit third, Baltimore four, my one to four. So everybody had different different rankings in our four teams. Yeah. Um, I do have a KC Detroit Super Bowl, and I have Detroit winning this one. So, um, with yours, Mike, you said you want uh, Baltimore and San Fran. That's your Super Bowl. That, that's my, yeah, that's my Super Bowl. And, and and you know, from what we've seen so far this year, with the exception of the few games that the the 49ers laid an egg, which I, I think were very uncharacteristic in that in that little uh, period mm-hmm. of time, and a few games that Baltimore lost. These have been two very solid teams, and yeah. from what we've seen in those situations, should be an amazing Super Bowl. Oh yeah. But it just seems to me that one and one is a little That's too hard easy to at get this to. point. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, and it's. Uh, and ba- Baltimore's, they're, they're uh, three and five in their last eight playoff games. So, like you, uh, like you were right. saying, man, they, they have a propensity to trip up and lose. You know, you're right. Lamar's only won, what, two, two, two playoff games? Yeah, he's only won two playoff games. So. And as Kansas City doesn't look real strong, they do yeah. have the coaching, they do have. The players that's been there, the quarterback that's been there, the tight end that's been there, they, you know, and and they made it this far with trimming that team down and losing a lot of those players that they've had over the past couple seasons, and they're still doing what they do. Is it going to get to the point where they're just a little too short? They're just not good enough, or are they going to be able to continue to be that team and, and find ways to win? And uh, you know that that's going to be the question, guys. I I do like Kansas City and I do like Detroit in the Super Bowl. I don't like any of these. Te- and, you know, I'm lying. I like Detroit a little bit, but the other three <laughs> teams I could care less for. I could care less about. And uh, and again, Detroit. The only reason I like them is you know it's the underdog story. Yeah, it's the underdog. Like that. And it's you know, the underdog. You know, like I I can see any four any four of these teams winning the Super Bowl, but right now, like just by watching the watching all four teams play, it's Baltimore and San Fran for me. 
Baltimore, San Fran, Der- and we are going to do our official picks tomorrow. <laughs> but Derby, who, who right now off the top of your head is the um, is your pick? Who is your who is your Super Bowl? I want. I would like Kansas City and Detroit. Like Mike. You like Kansas? City I, I don't want. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Baltimore and uh, San Francisco. No, neither do I, Mike. Who do you have winning that game? Um. Well, not Baltimore winning that game. And that defense is just nuts, and they already beat them earlier in this year. Do you think that they, that they could beat this San Francisco team two times in one season? I, I think so. You know, we uh, Steelers beat Baltimore three times in a row to win in a Super Bowl. And I think Baltimore kind of wants to beat the team twice to win the Super Bowl. It, Ron, it wouldn't surprise me, Ron, if the refs do dictate, you know, We've seen it all this year. You know, the refs, you almost they guarantee. want someone to win. They want someone to win. The refs are going to make it to where someone's going to win. It's almost a guarantee because when was the last time we could you remember watching a big a game or the Super Bowl or, you know, just even last week with the playoffs? When was the last time you could remember seeing a game where yeah. at the end of the game you weren't saying, oh, yeah. you know. They, like, I don't know. It would be like consciously or subconsciously, you know, they'll like be a phantom flag or they'll miss a blatant call. It'll come down to a bad call, regardless. I'd like for it to not come down to a bad yeah. call for once. I'd like to watch a yeah. Super Bowl where it, where it doesn't come down to, you know, what, what was it last year? The defense of guy for uh, Philadelphia was Darius rap- Slay. Yeah, yeah that, that's what it was. Yanking the jersey. Don't forget about the Rams years. and Bengals. Yeah. Oh, well, if the I, Bengals would have ran the ball, you got Joe freaking Mixon, but we're going to give it to the backup running back. They deserve to lose that Super Bowl. Why do teams do those kind of things? They. they because I mean, they out, they outthink themselves. Exactly, out-think. that's what it is. You can't think a lot and of that, times, that, and that's especially that, in sports. And that, that's why the Patriots were so good. They just played the way they were going to play. They never changed. They just right. kept playing the same game. They did. You take you if you don't have to think, you can't outthink yourself. All right, guys. Enough about that. Enough of the um, the Ravens, the Chiefs, oh. the 49ers, and the, the Detroit. Uh, a couple of things I'm going to talk to talk about that's unrelated to football, but then we will come back because we do have to do our final grades of the season on this Pittsburgh Steelers team, guys, to see how you felt they performed overall as by position. So we are going to get to that here shortly, guys. Uh, Pitt Pitt wins last night. Pitt basketball they win seventy two to sixty four over Georgia Tech. Pitt is now at twelve and seven. Ooh, not bad. Also for the um, Brooklyn Nets. A guy named Cam Johnson who went to Moon Township right up the highway here. He is um, he's named to the 2024 Paris Olympics basketball player poll. So there's 41 guys right now mm-hmm. that's on this list that's possibly going to be uh, going to play in the Olympics in Paris. Um, and he is one, Puff Cam Johnson, uh, forward out of Moon Township. Remember, he was playing with North Carolina for a while, Mike. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he has a chance to go to the that'd Olympics. Nice. So that would be, be nice. awesome to see from him. Also, Derpy, uh, we you know we did we have been making some some moves here with the, the Buckos. They bring in Aroldis Chapman just two days ago. Now the talk is Noah Snydergaard. Noah Snydergaard. I don't really I saw know. that too, right? You know he he's the Bucks are considering and he's considering and I I don't know if they talked yet. But if this tells you anything about the Pirates. And I, and I even shudder to say that because you, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know what these guys do. 
But uh, you, you, that that tells you at least that they're trying. They're trying to get quality players. And what, what do we say all all season long last year? You need more starting pitching. You don't go yeah. anywhere without good starting pitching in pro baseball. And you know, in the major leagues, it just doesn't happen. You look at the teams that are playing in October. These teams all have really good pitching. We have a nice start with Mitch Keller. You bring in somebody like this, maybe another guy, because you yeah. got to remember in that rotation that we had ten years ago. You know, you had AJ Burnett. You had yeah. Liriano and Cole you have those three main guys and then you have two other decent yeah. guys and uh you know and, and that's as good as it's going to get for the Pirates you're not going to get much more no. than that so I, the, the, you know I, again and, call and, me, you know, call me it's, crazy for being optimistic yeah. but uh I think these are good moves guys yeah, it's a good it, sign yeah like he comes here it's going to be a reclamation project yeah yeah, because last year his ERA was like like an eight something. I think it was. I saw. like we had a guy that threw a thirty nine mile per hour fastball last year. This <laughs> yeah, is hey, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, this is the upgrade, baby. It's an upgrade. You know, I'm not saying there's a there's not a downside to it, but you yeah, know, you know, it's a little 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 upgrade. But you know what? If he can, if they can get him in, and you know, he can fix what he he's was, a bit injury prone. Yeah, but he, I'm not going to expect him to come back to like his peak form. But if he, yeah. you know, become a serviceable pitcher, you know what? That's the best we can hope for as a Pirates fan. I, I agree, and as I said, I, I think that the the, the <laughs> they bigger are a farm team, <laughs> the bigger picture is that it's a good sign that you know it, we're we're making more moves. We're not just going into the season going with what we got, going with the team that we have. Yeah. I hate that because if you stink for so long and you continue to go with the team that you have and you and you have faith and you trust that this team is going to do well, you're, you're crazy. Uh, I like the fact that they are making moves. <laughs> They're bringing guys. It's unfortunate that we lose Andy Rodriguez, uh, the catcher for the season. Yeah, it's just, If that is, isn't pyro luck, it's the same thing that happened with O'Neill Cruz last season. And you yeah. hate to see it. Yeah, he's, but, um, he's the X factor. He is the X factor. I cannot wait to see O'Neill Cruz at shortstop. It's going to be very interesting, guys. I think this season will be slightly better than last year. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe being, we only lose 90. Maybe be an arm's length of, of um, uh, the second or first. I, I don't know. Again, I, it just when it turns bad, it turns so bad. We were 20 and 8 last year at one point. And then it just went off. The- and then it collapsed. And you then know, we Bucko finished. fans and Bucko Media were tooting their horns and then. And then, and then you know, you you finish in last place. So yeah. you know, we we know we have here, but that is my uh, my crazy optimism for the day. I just remember Derpy all season long kept saying, "Hey, it's a long season. It's a month left in the season. It's a long season. They can turn it around." Yeah, Derpy was optimistic all the way he to the end. He was optimistic for the I was. Bucket, you know, it was like it's 162, 162 games, and. Uh, you know what? We hung in there, Derpy, but but at the end of the day, you you know how it's going to turn out with the Pirates. You just know. Yeah, we're going to have one good month. Everyone's going to think we're, we're you know this is going to be turning it around, and then we turn back into the one of those bucket. first three months are usually really good for the Pirates. You yeah. know what I mean? It's either the mm-hmm. first month gets everybody's hopes up, and then they go, you know, it's all downhill, or the second month it's kind of in the middle where you're like, okay, we're into the second month of baseball and they're playing good, or right before the All Star break. And then they lose like seven to go into the All Star break. Uh-huh. Then they come out and they win five, and you get your hopes back up. Um, you know, so we will see, guys. We do, we do got to do our end of the season Steeler grading. Uh, this is going to be as we do every week for you know when we play. How did the guys perform that particular week? We do have to go. We're going to go position by position. Get your grades on how you felt the position overall performed this season in its entirety. Uh, through the good times, through the bad times, through everything. So got to put your thinking caps on. This is just not one game. 
This is over a duration of an NFL season. You guys ready for this, Derpy? You ready? I'm ready. Mike, you ready? Uh, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Um, Mike, I'm going to start with you. And I want to know how you feel, what you would grade. If you was the teacher, you had the red pen in your hand right now, you were sitting at your desk, and you had to grade the quarterback room of the Pittsburgh Steelers for the 2023 season, how would they do? Uh, C minus. Ooh. That's fair. You said quarterback, right? You said quarterback? That's fair. Yeah, C minus. It was – well, we we know what Mitch Mitch is. Mitch is um... Mitch was the only failure, you know. So if if Mason was an A and Mitch was an F and Kenny was a C, I I think that equals around to a C. You know, yeah. I mean that that um averages out at about a C. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I get. Uh, Ron on the board says a D. Derpy, I'm going to come to you. What do you give this quarterback room for their performance on the 2023 season? Again, Mason comes out does some really great things. Mitch Trubisky come out and did absolutely nothing. Kenny rode that 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 average line that he rides. What do you give this quarterback room? I'm gonna be a bit generous. I'm gonna go B minus. B minus. All right. So we got a B minus, a C minus, and a D. So if you take that, it averages out to a C. They they, they help. Correct. All yeah. All the quarterbacks helped us win. Um, when, when, Mitch. Still don't have that guy, We got ten, a ten win season out of that. You're right. And you know what? 10 and 7 is not bad, regardless of what a lot of people say. No, it's not. But a lot of people say 10 and 7 is not a bad season. And what a lot of people still at this point say the Steelers were, I think 10 and 7 in a, in a playoff appearance was not too yeah. bad. Yeah, if you um, say this team's terrible and they make the playoffs, so that means they exceeded mm-hmm. your expectations. Right. I, I, they, they weren't terrible. They weren't terrible. No. Um, we're going to go to the running backs next, guys. The running back room. Now, Najee Harris, I don't want this to influence your your, th- your thinking, but he is the only Pittsburgh Steeler running back ever to come and run 1,000 yards in his first three seasons in Pittsburgh. Jalen Warren certainly picked up the slack on his side. Mm-hmm. Mike, what are these running backs? What do you, what do you grade these guys? Um, From start to finish, I'm going to give them a solid B+. Because they, there were times there where uh... – Najee wasn't looking too great, and then um, Jalen had that game where he had fumble issues, but, you know, solid B-plus. Derpy, the running backs. A-minus, because Jalen Warren still gave me a high five. Oh, that's right. <laughs> see, see now now, now you're uh, letting the students bribe you. Okay. I'll go with the B. B-plus. Okay. Ron on the board says B-plus as well, so I think that that's pretty fair. Uh, you know what? It, they had a pretty good running season, considering there are some positions on that offensive line that need improvement. I think that they had a pretty damn good season running the ball. Uh, guys, let's move to the tight end spot. This next position is your Pat Fryermuth. It's your Darnell Washington. It's um, Connor, Hayward. Connor Hayward. Mike, what do you give the tight ends? I'd go C plus. Um, you know, Pat Fry was out for a chunk of the season, so that's going to affect the grade but we saw like when he was healthy and when he was in there how he can affect the game uh, we saw what darnell washington he's i think he might be like a mark bruner type tight end where he's not going to catch you a lot of balls but when he can something might happen but he will just he's like that extra offensive lineman so yeah c plus derby what do you think about the tight ends 
B minus. All right, there you have it. I didn't think the tight ends did anything special this year. I, I don't, uh, you know, there there was a game or two exactly run on the board, so they were hardly used. Until they figure out a way to implement the Easy. tight ends more into the offense, this is going to be a hard call to make. Mike made a valid point on Washington. He seems to be doing really well on the blocking. Um, Pat Farmer, he did have one or two big games this year where I could recall where I would say he, you know, he, he looked really well. But again, it's it's kind of an under um, under underutilized. It's almost uh, what's the word? An incomplete grade, guys, yeah, because yeah. you know there, there's not yeah. a lot there to go off of. And again, you should be, have a little bit more to go off of when you're talking about yeah. your tight ends, yeah. uh, guys. Who believe the new OC uh, realized we have a pretty special tight end? Wide receivers, wide receivers. Now we're talking. George Pickens, we're talking Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, uh, the, uh, Kyle and Austin third. Mike, what do you get this receiving core for this season? Uh, <laughs> think about think about the season. It had its ups, it, it had its it downs. Had, yep, yep, it had problems with these receivers. Um, what do you give these wide receivers? I'm going to go B minus. You know, George Pickens had what better numbers than Devontae Adams, and people want to say he's still a top flight receiver. Um, Deontay Johnson had a, he got better as the you know second half of the year once the offense, once he got that first touchdown after three it, it seasons boomed. yeah it, he, he it then started cool. to resemble he, a, he yeah. started to resemble a decent yeah. wide receiver yeah. I could agree yeah and that. then um, Calvin Austin when he had chances he flashed um, a little let down from Allen Robinson I think he was underutilized though or you know he just uh, you know might be hitting that wall he's been in the league for a while. I think he and kind of Miles fell. Boykin was a great special teamer, so you know what? I mean, B minus. I think Allen Robinson kind of fell into that. Uh, just a, a, he he was um he wasn't utilized. He was yeah. they didn't do anything. He wasn't. With him. Uh, yeah, you later know, he in the was, year he started catching more. And it balls. wasn't. I mean, we were having these issues with with the quarterbacks and and finding their yeah. receivers and getting and and he was just uh, he, he was a victim of the circumstance. Yeah. I would have to say yep. with him, and uh, he won't be back, but. Um, Rod on the board says B minus too much drama between you know with Pickens and Deontay. I, I couldn't agree more. That would certainly weigh into my overall grading if I was doing the grades as well. Uh Derpy, what do you think about the wide receivers? What do you give these guys? I'm just gonna say A because Deontay Johnson did something instead of going backwards. <laughs> so my uh, yeah. I want Derpy yeah, to, I'm, I'm just kidding. To do my I'll, I'll go with the B as well. I'm just I'm just these guys are being awfully generous today. I I do have to say that. But again, I am not being generous at all. Ten and seven, slightly better than average. You know, they, slightly they better did than... better than I thought they would. Yeah. All right, guys, that takes us to the offensive line, Mike. This offensive line, you know the deal. You know the story. I know eighteen the games, seventeen games, eighteen weeks. What do you give this offensive line? Hmm. Because they, they really picked it up the second half of the year. Um, pass protection and run blocking. Uh, God, B minus. I think the thing is about that offensive line, you got a, you got a few studs on there, but you also got a few duds on that offensive line as well. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think, a, you know, a, an improvement in this offseason could go a long way because you see what the with bringing in Ciamalo and bringing in Broderick Jones did yeah. just from last year to this year to the offensive mm -hmm. line. You make another big move or two uh, on the line. Yeah. I think this offensive line is going to be pretty good. Um, Derpy, offensive line. I'm going to go B. B and Ron on the board says A minus. So there you go. Yeah, they got they improved so much from oh my god, once they put in Broderick Jones at right tackle. 
All right, guys, we're going to jump to the other side of the ball. Defensive line, Cam Hayward, Larry Joby. you know the crew. Mike, what do you give this defensive line for their performance of the 2023 season? C-minus, and most of that is for um, <laughs> the one guy who's uplifting that grade was uh, Kalen Benton. Okay. Yeah, and, like Ogan, Ogan Joby and Cam were, were, were bust this year, and like some of the role players weren't that bad. What weren't great either. Derby, the defensive line. A D because Cam won't take a pay cut. Preach, right. brother. <laughs> but as far as their performance overall, though, is would you still give them it's, a D? It's about a, it's about a C. All right. You and Ron both always on the board says uh, C as well. Guys, linebacker core, you know how it went. They were dropping like flies. We had a nice, a nice core going into the season. Mm-hmm. Juan Alexander with Cole Holcomb, Landon Roberts. The whole crew, um, how do you think they performed yeah. with, with with everything that went down? With everything that went down, it, it you could say A. You could say A, how you know they're able to survive this and still play well. But I, I'm going going B plus. They uh, out the edge rusher running defense left a lot to be desired, and some of the inside backers pass coverage. Of course, that you know as we as they felt like flies, we're getting guys off the count. You saw the Pass coverage go down in the middle. Derpy linebackers. With everything that went down, they originally like I would say they were at an A level, but with everything that went down, I would say B minus. All right. Ron says C. Uh, guys, secondary. <clears throat> you know we <clears throat> excuse me. You know we clump our secondary together. We don't do it by corners and and uh, safeties. How do you feel, guys, that this that the secondary did overall? Levi Wallace, um, the injuries at the one safety position, both safety positions. Um, but you got to think Joey Porter, what he did. Mike, what do you think about these this secondary? I am going to go with a C. That's um, a, a what? A C. Okay. A C. Um, Patrick yeah. Peterson getting burned and but he he came up and he would make some plays. Um Joey Porter came to... a shut down corner. Yeah. Uh, Trenton Thompson, he came up out of nowhere. Eric Rowe came out of nowhere. They were solid contributors. Um so these couple of things are keeping your your grade afloat compared to a lot of the bad things that happened. Well then the I know there's a lot of bad things that happened. Yeah. But there were some good things that happened too. It's just, you know, as Steeler fans, we tend to remember the bad things more than the good. Uh, C minus. They they definitely didn't blow me away. I can tell you that. They didn't blow me away. <laughs> I thought Joey the secondary Porter was. Did. See, I, I'm not even blown away by him. I, I feel that they were average at best. Um, But Derpy, secondary. I'm going to give him a C, just a C. Average C. Uh, on the board, Mike, Mike needs help. <laughs> Mike needs help, Ron. He doesn't have help. Um, next, guys, special teams. Chris oh, Boswell. Boswell's boss. Harvin. Harvin was Harvin. Killebrew was Killebrew. Um, Killebrew, the blocked field goals, the blocked punts, the, the smart... two penalties. 
the smart play down on the uh, the sideline. By Iggy, Iggy became a pretty good returner. Um, a 22-yard punt basically every game by the punter. Guys, a lot <laughs> followed by a 50-yarder, followed by a 40-yarder. So, Mike, you, you know, do place. what you got to do to justify, yeah. but I need your grade. No, no I'm, I'm just saying that he was – Because we were running out of time. All over the place. Uh, I'm going to go with a C. All right, Derpy, special teams. B minus because Wizard of Oz. All right, there you, there go. you go. Uh, coaching, coaching, guys, this is top to bottom. This is your head coach. This is your offensive coordinator. This is your defensive coordinator. This is special teams. This is the guy that uh, wraps your foot when you get Yeah, Come on, coaching, Mike, what do you think? Oh, I'm going to B plus. Uh, they they outperformed my expectations. Uh, the team got a whole hell of a lot better once uh, the offensive coordinator went away. There were, there were you know, ebbs and flows this year in this coaching staff. Uh, and for some of the decisions by the head coach for Bonehead, but also some pretty good ones too. So, you know, eh, B minus. All right, Derby. Talk myself into a B minus. Coaching. B minus. All right. And finally, guys, overall, overall, I need your overall grade of the Pittsburgh Steelers for 2023, all the goods, all the bads, all the ebbs, all the flows, all the drips, all the drabs. I need your final grade. Uh, at the very end of the year, you get that report card to see if you pass and move on to the next the next year. I need that. Mike, final grade overall, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what do you think? I'm going C+. Plus. C all plus. Right. They, they outperform my expectations. Derpy. B minus because DJ did something. <laughs> I hate you. All I right. hate you so much. And Ron on the board says C minus. So there you go, guys. That is our final grades of the Pittsburgh Steelers 2023 season. I think they were pretty, uh, you know, they were fair. I don't think anybody went outside the box too much. It was pretty much what it was. Yeah. Slightly better than an average football season, I thought. And, and, and a lot, a lot of ups and downs throughout the season. It was a roller coaster. Uh, Mike, why don't you go and tell everybody about the website, bud? Two-dogginters.com, D2dogginters.com. Um, got the blog over there. Got the uh, merch store over there. Got all of our social links over there. Um, that's about it. Uh, the blog, once it gets heated back up again, will be, I decided it's going to be focusing on drafts. Uh, on all the right. drafts. There you go, everybody. Go check it out. www.the2dumbusers.com. That's www.the2dumbusers.com. Also on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, X, I'm sorry, Threads. Go check it out. We are everywhere. Uh, guys, it is time for some trivia for the day. Again, this is just general knowledge NFL this week. The uh, building up, getting ready to go to the Super Bowl. We'll get more into Super Bowl type questions next week. Guys, general NFL, are you ready for some trivia? I am ready. All right, Derpy. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. What team drafted Johnny Unitas? Ooh. What team drafted Johnny Unitas? Of course, everybody knows Johnny U. Uh, he was from the Western Pennsylvania area. He goes on to have a great career uh, with the Baltimore Colts. So go ahead and think that over, guys. We are live, live five days a week right here, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., and also uh, the show that we do live every day, every day, a brand new show. We do upload over on Spotify and podcast form at 8 o'clock p.m. Maybe you might not have a chance to watch the show. Maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're in the car and you can only listen. Go over to Spotify, 8 o'clock to hear the brand new show uploaded every day. Spotify, go check it out. 
All right, guys, the question of the day is this. What team drafted Johnny Unitas? I don't have choices for you, but I'm going to start with Derpy. Derpy, who do you think drafted Johnny U, the great quarterback? Did I just hear him asking uh, AI GPT? I, I think he did. I think Derpy is trying to influence this somewhat. Mm -hmm. Ron on the board says Green Bay. That helps you out at all. That's what I was thinking. Ron says Green Bay. You want to go with Green Bay or do you want to? I want to uh, go with Green Bay. You do want to go with Green Bay? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to lock you in on that. Is that your final answer? Yep. All right. There you go. Mike, what team drafted Johnny Unitas? Ron on the board says Green Bay. Derpy agrees with him. Green Bay, who drafted him? Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Interesting. Is that your final answer? Yeah, final answer. All right, I'll lock you in. What team drafted Johnny Unitas? Um, a couple of the guys said Green Bay. Mike says the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. oh. The The answer on this, guys, of course, is... Pittsburgh Steelers drafted Johnny Unitas. Yep. So there you go. Um, I do want to say thank you to everybody for checking us out. We appreciate yeah. each and every one of you. Everybody on the board, you always keep it interesting. Um, everybody at home watching. Uh, we couldn't, we wouldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. Mike, you got anything before we get ready to take off, man? Yeah, Tennessee Titans just hired Brian Callahan as their head coach. He's coming over from the Cincinnati Bengals. He is their offensive coordinator. Yeah. So the Bengals are now going to need an offensive coordinator. We need an offensive coordinator, and I know they were rumored, like one of the rumors was if he left Zach Robinson, they're going to reach out to him as well to take an interview. Uh, Ron says, well, I feel stupid. Hey, it's better to feel stupid than to look stupid. Ask Mike, right, Mike? What did I do today? <laughs> I have been pleasant all episode. Derpy, anything before we get ready to take off, brother? Bucko fever is coming. All right, Derpy's getting the feeling, baby. 162 games, right? 162 games, yes, sir. Uh, mine is this. Dan Kamen. Dan Kamen. Uh, of course, everyone knows the Carnegie Science Center in Pittsburgh. It is getting renamed because Dan Kamen, who was a big fan of the Science Center and science his whole life, he donated $65 million Four. to the Science Center. It's going to change the name of nice. it with his name included, of course. Uh, so it won't be long that the Carnegie Science Center name will be changed, guys. So And it will remember, still be called the Carnegie Science Center. Exactly. So remember that when you're putting in your GPS. <laughs> it might tell you otherwise, but uh, it's always going to be Carnegie Science Center to us here in Pittsburgh. Uh, anything else, guys? Speak now or forever. Hold your nothing, peace. Nothing. Derpy? Let's go Pens. All right, there you go. Penguins will be back in action on Friday. But uh, we do want to thank everybody once again for checking us out. For Mike in the mobile, the Steelers Central Mobile Studio, Derpy, myself, everyone have a great day. Uh, for the two dumb yinzers, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, 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 no.